He saw the face of God. Yet he lived. Having all gotten all these experiences, he came to a place where he discovered he hadn't really known God yet. So, he knelt down before God in his own closet, having parted the Red Sea and performed all wonders and miracles, yet he discovered that God is beyond what he had ever known. So he asked God and prayed, teach me your ways, O God. What other way? There are many ways in God that transcend human understanding. And one of the things that I'm preaching today, the Lord told me to speak to you about, is faith and healing, how they operate, and how unbelief shuns faith. So the place whereby a lot of God's children are suffering under afflictions, whereas God's will is that you have a good health. And we're going to deal with that tonight. But I say this to you that, it says in the book of Isaiah 43, 44, verse 3. 44, verse 3. For I will pour water on the thirsty land and streams on the dry ground. I will pour my spirit on your offspring and my blessing on your descendants. They will spring up like grass in the middle, like poplar tree by flowing stream. There is a secret in this scripture I'm going to share with you today, but you can agree with me. Holy Spirit will never be poured on anybody who is not hungry for it. No, he will never. Because Holy Spirit does not waste his assets. God doesn't. He doesn't. For you to be filled, you have to hunger. For you to be filled, you have to thirst. If you don't have a thirst for a thing by God, God will send them give. Not that because God doesn't want to give, but because the condition is not met. So it is a state of heart of thirst, great hunger, that triggers power. Power of God is available to everybody. Pentecostal church of today must not become complacent like the forefathers, the fathers of Christianity, like Anglican church, Roman Catholic church, Methodist church, Baptist church. These people saw fire at the beginning. And a generation came who... The issue of fire had become a taboo. Thank God is seeking on holiness and godliness, but yet there is no power. And because that church began with fire, every day everybody expect God. But it's becoming like some of, to some of us a routine and a religion now. And this is the reason for the Holy Ghost Convention to refire you. Because if you have known the Lord for time, if you are not careful, the freshers who just came will outrun you. Because the freshers are always hungry. Whereas some of us get to a place whereby we, we, we just get used to our old ways and we are now spectators. We don't have hunger again for the Lord. The hunger you had in the beginning had died completely. Though you read the Bible, though you understand the Bible, though you may teach the Bible too. But the word of God is not to be taught without signs. The word of God that is taught without sign has become the word of man. Because the last verse of Mark says, And God worked with them, confirming their word by signs and wonders. So if you and I preach the word or teach the word or share the word, if signs and wonders did not accompany it, we should stop and go, and go back to the drawing board. Straight away. Because just sharing the word is not, is not what God is saying. Because unbelievers can share the word. They teach Bible in university. People don't believe in God at all. And they teach it with deep knowledge. Deeper than us. 
But the difference between us and them is that when we speak, God confirms it. So today, I want your heart to be tuned to heaven. You know, during Holy Ghost Convention, we have starting time. We don't have closing time. Say amen. If you go to the hospital, it could take you four hours before you can see a doctor, especially if you go in the night. Really, Bishop Reed was sharing with me. He had a problem in his, an attack in his heart. Ambulance came to carry him. An ambulance got to the hospital, and there were queues of ambulances. It took two hours for the ambulance to, to, to drop him. And when he got there, with the condition of heart, it took another four hours for a doctor to show up in the United Kingdom. Okay? But people who are taken to hospital crying with pain, without knowledge of where it's coming from, will wait for eight hours even if the doctor doesn't come. And the most unfortunate thing is that a good number of times, doctor will see them and doctor will say that I don't know what is wrong with you. After all the have been done, they can't find anything. Alright? Nobody among such people in excruciating pain and terrible agony, mysterious, wish to go home. So when you come before God, know that it is God. Whatever time he demands us, we give him. Because we do not have Holy Ghost Convention twice. I was speaking with someone last week. He said on Sunday how he began to, he, he lost his job. And then he decided that if I'm jobless, I can pray. And he began to pray. He's a medical doctor, senior, very, very senior, extreme senior. All right. He was manning a whole fleet of hospitals. And that hospital closed down. They shut down. The owner sold everything. And then he said, he found out that he would pray. In the midnight, he started by praying an hour, and it exchanged it, about four hours, and he would sleep for one hour, and he would go out in the morning, because, I mean, by his position, there's always something here and there to do. And he would not feel asleep till night. He said, after doing that for some few months, he said, God, what is happening to me? I've not been able to sleep more than two hours in 24 hours, and I don't feel sleepy. And the Lord helped me to understand because you spend time in my presence. All the wearinesses that should not be, tiredness here and there, if you spend adequate time in the presence, you won't have all this stuff. Really, sickness will depart from you. Infirmity will run away from you. I would get there now. We don't want our Christians to be, to be theory anymore. We want to enter into what is written. My own position is, God, it's either you use me or take me out. If I can't be used, I'm useless. If you would not fulfill the gospel through me, why am I living? I have no reason to live. And that should be our, our mentor during this period. So when we worship, worship. When we pray, pray. Expect and something will happen to you. Under my voice, if you had lumps in your breast, if you're in this auditorium before you came, go to the to the loo and check it. If you have breast uh, lump anywhere in your body, go and check it. Something you can feel before. Go and check it.
the Lord told me that he would take out all lumps. I see the hand of God upon the church. Something is about to erupt on earth that will scare people who do not know the Lord. Even those who come to the church, but yet they haven't had understanding of who the Lord is, are going to be very, very scared. Because I see the Lord enforcing peace in territories and regions where it is impossible for them to have peace, like Syria and all the stuff like that. I see God enforcing peace in those regions. And I see a revival springing forth in all these regions. And I see the hand of God pouring gifts of healing upon the church. The most prolific manifestations that this current church will have is healing. Alright? And people went to the streets and people ministering the word of God in the streets. Before you've spoken to them, they have not accepted because they are looking for a sign. But what happened is that while you are here speaking, I saw God manifest and people were getting healed on the streets. And the boldness that God is going to give you, you will be amazed. After God has used you, you, you will sit down and say that, what, what really happened? Did, was it me? And this is the kind of thing that I see God doing in this season. But now God demands us to have a great expectancy. Okay? Because according to what His Word says, you will get according to your thirst or your hunger. So this is not a time to sit on the fence anymore. It's a time to seek the Lord. Let's take our seats, please, for a few minutes. Tonight I will share with you briefly and then we will go into tomorrow. Yesterday I began to share with you on the gift of healing. This is Holy Ghost Convention. During Holy Ghost Convention, anything can happen. What happened yesterday? What happened yesterday was that I helped you to understand practically how every child of God can operate the power of God. And we started by operating from verse 11. Let me read from verse 8. Really, maybe from verse 7. It says, <laughs> let me read from verse 6. So, when they met together, they asked the Lord, Jesus, Lord, are you at this time going to restore back the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, It is not for you to know the, the times and dates or season the Father has set by his own authority. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Now you will agree with me that verse 7, when Jesus answered them, when they were asking, when will you, you know, restore back the kingdom to Israel, which is a political question, 
Jesus answered them with the kingdom of God on earth. Alright? Why would Jesus not answer them about the political government? I believe very much from the evidence of scriptures that it is the power of the Spirit upon a people that will put them in rulership over the governments of the world. The church of God failed today. Every country in the world. Because there is no country on earth currently that has over his nation a president who is born again and spirit filled together with cabinet who are born again and spirit filled. And when I mean spirit filled, I'm not talking about just speaking in tongues. I mean people who will experience like what Solomon experienced when the spirit of God filled Solomon, he, get, he got wisdom to run the government that had never been seen on earth. And when a man who is filled with the Holy Spirit is on the helm of affairs, you will see order because all demons in the country have no power, no authority because he is the one in charge. And when cabinets are filled with people who are filled with the Holy Spirit, you will have decisions that will turn the captivity around. The Bible says when the righteous rule, the city rejoices. So currently on earth, we have failed in that, the church of God. But if you see this, Jesus was saying to them that, look, there is a kingdom power you will receive, and that will put you on the pedestal of the physical power. So he said that you will receive the Holy Spirit, and you will receive the power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. But if you look at the life of the apostles since that time, the Bible tells us that after the Pentecost in chapter 2, very, very quickly. It says, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they, all, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of the rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. I'm reading the, the King James Version, the original King James Version now. It says, and there appeared unto, unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each one of them. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit or Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now, this I will call a dictum. In the sense that he's telling us about a principle of when the Holy Spirit comes upon a person, what happens thereafter is enablement by the Holy Spirit that will disengage the humanity of that person and cause that person to manifest in what the Holy Spirit wants to do. In this case, it's prophecy. They spoken in new tongues. But they were prophesying. Because what tells us that they were prophesying? Verse 4 says, NIV now, all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and they began to speak. Now verse verse 5 says, now they were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each of them heard them speaking in his own language. That is prophecy. They spoke mystery in the language of man. 
Okay? The Bible says in verse 7, Utterly amazed they asked, Are not all these men who are speaking Galileans? Then, how is it that each one of us hear them in our own native language? If I ask you this question, is this manifestation just for the day of Pentecost? I will say no. Is God willing to do the same thing today? I will say yes. Can a person who is filled with the Holy Ghost speak another dialect today? Yes. I have testimonies of some people who have. As a missionary who the Lord told to go to Moscow, and he will meet somebody at a particular road God directed him. The missionary passed through Christ's tabernacle. And when he, he got there, he, the Lord told him that a man will be dressed, and the Lord told him the dress the man will dress, and it will be opposite. But a day before, the Lord had appeared to that man in one of the interior villages of Russia, who speak Kong dialect. And the Lord Jesus had told that man to go to the same road, and the Lord Jesus told him, when you get there, you will meet a man who will tell you what to do. And the man went to the road, and this man came from the village, who was standing across the opposite, and when this American man, who was a missionary, got to the spot, he looked opposite and saw the man dressed in the way Jesus told him just a day before. And that man saw this missionary in the way Jesus told him he would dress. So that man crossed the road to him and said, I saw you in my dream yesterday. He was not born again. So he called open vision dream. And then the missionary said, your name is, and he mentioned his name. He said, yes. And the missionary was speaking in the dialect of the man. Not knowing he was speaking the dialect of the man. To him, he was speaking English. But the man was hearing his own mother tongue because he does not speak any other language than his mother tongue. Even not Russian. At the end of the encounter, he told him how Jesus, somebody in a white robe appeared to him. He described the person and the missionary said, that is Jesus. And he said, who is Jesus? And the missionary told him about Jesus. He accepted the Lord Jesus as his Lord and Savior right there. He got filled with the Holy Spirit. He went back to his village and a revival broke up there. Anything we read in the Bible is not a story. It is a manifestation that God has prepared for his people, not just in the Old Testament, but in the New Testament. Now if you look at, when you get on read that chapter 2, at the end of the manifestation, the Bible says many people give their life to Jesus Christ. All right? It was the manifestation of the Holy Spirit that gave way to the first revival. That is crusade. You remember Jesus said they would receive power. Okay? So the first power manifested, many converts came. No poster, no TV adverts. Nobody went out to tell people. Holy Spirit arranged the people and brought them. Holy Spirit descended upon the church. The church ministered under his unction. And all the people give their life to Jesus Christ. If you look at the second manifestation, it says in chapter 3 verse 1, One day Peter and John were going up to the temple, to the temple at the time of prayer, at the hour of prayer. And it says, at 3, 
in the afternoon. So the Bible calls three in the afternoon an hour of prayer. And if we look at in chapter two, it was nine in the morning, which was an hour of prayer. It says, Now a man crippled from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful. When he was put, where he was put every day to bed from those going into the temple. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, I want to listen to this and I will show you many other things in the area of healing. He asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him as did John. Then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. Then Peter said, silver or gold I do not have, but what I have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Now, Peter had never done that before. Alright? Bible says, taking him up, taking him by his right hand, he helped him up. And instantly, the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Go further in the, in the same scripture. Acts chapter 4. In the book of Acts chapter 4, the Bible says, the miracle of that man brought a persecution. But after the persecution, they went back to their own company, verse 20, 23. And after the praise, verse 30 says, or 29. Says, now Lord, they pray. Consider their, their threats and enable your servant to speak your word with great boldness. Look at their prayer points. Stretch out your hands to heal. Look at their prayer points. And perform miraculous signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant. Why? Because a gospel without miraculous signs and wonders is no gospel. Good news is gospel. The word gospel means good news. Good news to a blind is to receive a sight. Good news to a lame is to walk. And so they prayed. These people are not praying against devils like Pentecostal churches do today. They don't have business with that. They don't have business with that. All their focus was power. The fulfillment of what the Bible says. Until your hunger changes, you will not encounter power. Until you change the direction of your needs, your wants. Okay? Because for the power, you have to covet it to receive it. For the gift of the Spirit, somebody has to seek for it. More than you seek for victory over your enemies. Because when you receive the power, enemies will be very reduced. Because you will use the power to over your enemies and God will heal him. If God delivers your enemy through the power he's put in you, you think you will remain your enemy? That is the day you will sign peace agreement. The focus of the church will change. We should seek for power, 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 presence, power, presence, power, presence, power. 
more than anything. The Bible says, verse 31, after they had prayed, the place where they were smitten was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. Look at two things they prayed for. They prayed for boldness, okay, and they prayed for power. And as they were praying, God visited them because their heart is clear. Their conscience is clean. They are all focused to become like Jesus Christ. Their major prayer point is based on the promise. They are so eager to see the promise fulfilled. So God answered them right there. Right there. If our focus in church will change to that, you will see this manifestation. Those manifestations are for you. For you. And there is no time the church of God needs such power on earth than today that everybody in the world is confused. Everybody is confused. Really the church is confused. Government is more confused. Church is confused because people that you appoint to rule over you are making all manners of laws to change the Bible. And the church is wondering how is this happening? And the church could not stop them. Every day you open the news, you hear or you hear the news, you hear all manners of evil manifestations of Satan. All television stations record only the activities of Satan. They never talk good. Somebody had been killed over there. Somebody had died over there. Some people have been swallowed up by, by, the, by the earthquake. Some people have slaughtered somebody. Somebody have killed somebody. Somebody bombed somebody. They show you in the television blood, mutilated. All what the devil is doing is what you, you see on news every time. That news must change now. I say that news must change now. It will change over me. I say it will change over me. God will use me to change the news of the CNN. Do you think God doesn't want manifestation for his people? He does. Those who seek the devil, they seek him and then devil manifests. All those killing and maiming are the manifestations of Satan. But those who follow God need to seek him too. Because if we do not seek him, we will not see the same manifestation. Some of us think that some people are called and others are not. I have shown you the Bible yesterday. All are called. Okay? We are all called to manifest. But we are all called to different services. Yes? It says after they have prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaking. I want to see that in this building. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God what? boldly. Look at what happened after then. All the believers who are one in heart and mind, unity did not come because they prayed for it. It came because they sought power. And Jesus said in John chapter 17, those who can be united are people who are united first with the Father and the Son. Then we meet in the, in the place of unity. It's individual connecting to the Father and Son. That is the unity of the church. It's not congregation united. If we both seek God and we find Him, we discover that in God we are united, so we'll be bonded spiritually. 
Look at this church. This prayer they had, all of them were there. No member was missing. All of them were there. Because they, they have all come to the place. They are no more religious. They are seeking God. It is, you know, we don't know those who seek God on Sundays. No, 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 no. Everybody can come on Sunday. The witches, the wizards, devils, and come to church on Sunday. Where we know those who seek God is the midweek prayers. Those who care to come to pray, they are the ones who only care for God. This one happened here. All of them were together. In chapter, chapter, chapter 2, they were received the Holy Spirit. If you read chapter 1 from verse 6, it tells you they were praying. It was prayer, it was prayer. Holy Ghost came. Now, they prayed, they prayed, they prayed. All believers were one in heart and mind. No one claimed that any of his possession was his own, but they shared everything they had. With great power, I love that. With great power, with great power, with great power, the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and much grace was upon the church. Because they prayed together, unction came for ministry to manifest. Remember yesterday, Jesus calls to service, Holy Ghost gives you gifts, God works the gift through you. Alright? Now, when they prayed, those who are prophets manifested in the office, the apostles received more unction, and when the apostles were manifesting fully, he brought grace upon the church. This is practical. This is practical. You see, when the apostolic office is manifesting fully, the nations, the rulers, the rich people in the, in the city, they will begin to come to seek for the grace. And they will sit down with you, either you are poor or rich or middleman, they are your members. And before you know it, this one who has is helping the one who doesn't have. This is what happened in the church. But it did not come to be until the whole church gathered to pray. The whole of their heart, morning, afternoon, night, was evangelism, evangelism, evangelism. Salvation. That is what put them in trouble anyway. These people, remember, they are all working class. There were doctors among them. There were even doctors who had their own hospital like, like uh, Luke. There were lawyers among them, top lawyers. There were counselors among them. There were members of the ruling council among them. Nicodemus. Luke chapter 8 women. They are all there. But they gather together to pray. If you look at it, it says, the great power of the apostles continue to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and much grace was upon all the church. There were no needy persons among them. Okay? Go straight away, verse 35. No, let's go. I want to read some more. <laughs> verse, chapter 5, verse 1. Verse 12. Because I want to deal with healing and miraculous signs. He says the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders among the people because the church prayed for power. They prayed for power. They prayed for boldness. The church prayed for power. Apostles manifested grace. Among the people. And all the believers used to meet together in Solomon's colonnade, no one else there joined them, even though 
they were highly regarded by the people. That will happen in this place. I said that will happen in this place. This manifestation that advertises itself that God is here, God is here. Everybody in the borough knows God is here by the manifestation of power. But it came because the whole people joined together to pray. He says, nevertheless, more and more men and women believed in the Lord and were added to their number. As a result, people brought the sick into the streets and laid them on bed. Now when you go into the streets in some boroughs, they tell you not to give leaflets. We must change the order. Come on now. I say we must change the order. It's prayer. For prayer. Prayer for manifestation. Prayer for God's presence. Let me say something to you. One of my sons, Pastor Anibaba, he called me from Uganda today. He went to Uganda on mission. You know, each time I met him, for all the years I've known him, I will ask him, what are you doing in church? Pastor in church. Your office is outside there. You are pastoring. Anytime I meet him, I say, you are pastoring church. That's not what you are called to do. Your work is on the street. He did everything as a man of God, very, very eloquent and sound and vibrant, but the church will not grow. Okay? So he called me, I think it's last year or two years ago. He said, Dad, I'm going to the streets. I said, Yes, now I will back you up. Each time he went out for crusades, manifestations, miracles. He called me today from Uganda telling me, He said, Daddy, Yes, uh, uh, yeah, it was Saturday. He said, our meeting on Saturday is like Ogiri. <laughs> I said, tell me more. When witches and occults were surrendering their articles of devil, and people were getting healed in their multitude, I said, yes. Yes, I'm happy to hear that. The power of God rocked that town to pieces. Because the place that he was preaching, he told me two weeks ago before he was going, when he was going, he said that, look, daddy, they told me this area where we are ministering is full of fetishism in that very place. A family, the witches killed how many children? All the children remaining one of that family. And they told the parents, we are the one killing the children. One of the children was in America. They called him from Africa to park his load and come. And he came. He just parked his load. And disappear from 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 um, uh, U.S. A man was settled until he got to the village, and when he got to the village, he went to the people who, who called him, and they made him mad. The well-established man. After he was mad for a while, they just slaughtered him. He died. So he was telling me that this is where we are now preaching, and I told him. You will have news. You know, you don't know what is in you until you go to where the devil dwells. I would gather now. But you see, his person has changed to the field. And so the God who created the heavens and the earth backed him up in the field. I'm waiting for you. This is what we must do in this house. I would gather now. It says, the priests 
As a result, verse 15, people brought the sick into the, into the streets and laid them on beds and mats so that at least Peter's shadow might fall on some of them as he passed by. So the shadow of Peter was healing the sick. Let me say this to you. It has begun. Remember I told you a few weeks ago, the Lord said he's going to visit us shortly. And I told you last Sunday that he has begun. The Lord had told me, London will see and they will know that the Lord is God. It reminded me of crusades that I was doing in Nigeria. One of the days I was in crusade in Nigeria. My wife was there. Pastor Anujo is a witness of that too. And that crusade was for 90 days. Well, we thought it was just one day crusade, just to preach, and that's it. And they declared a crusade. In that crusade, one of the days the Lord said to me to tell people to bring aprons, handkerchiefs and stuff. On that day, they brought the handkerchief. Those who came that day who didn't have handkerchief, women, they took their wrapper and they spread it like this. And I prayed over it. As I spoke into it, one of them took the handkerchief and went to over 1,000 kilometers, Sokoto. He had a son there who ate soda. Real conch soda. And the whole of his intestine was eaten up. And so he burned. He, he straight away. The whole intestine burned. And he was in the hospital. The doctor said that he would die. That he was lucky that the soda didn't burn out of his skin. Okay? But the whole of intestine had been, you know, burned. So, they kept him in the intensive care and they do not know what his fate will be because the doctor said they have never treated a person who has soda in the medical history. They said they have to wait for his body. Maybe his body will recuperate. You can't open him. Because the intestine is already burned. They couldn't feed him. They were putting water and all stuff, you know, intravenously. But the woman took the handkerchief and went to the hospital and laid it on the head of the boy. The boy opened his eyes on the spot and stood up. The boy said, I'm hungry. It was a joke in that hospital. And the mother said, what would you eat? The boy said, Eba. The doctor said, if you give him pap, he would die on the spot. The boy said that nothing is wrong with me. The mother said, go and get Eba for him. They went, they brought the Eba, Eba is swallowed. He sat down in that hospital and ate the whole food. The doctor said, this is impossible. They checked him. The former x-ray shows an intestine that have pumped off completely. The second x-ray show an intestine without a mark. They could not find it anymore. A woman in London here one day in this CFT church came to us in the house. Pastor Sydney is a witness of this and uh, Pastor Alexander is of them. And she had a mother in, the, in their village. She's an Igbo sister. Who was incarcerated by witchcraft. The witches afflicted her and she became paralyzed. So, and the witches told her we are the one who made you paralyzed. You will never walk. She contacted her daughter who is in this church. And when that daughter was speaking to me, the Lord reminded me of 
the very testimony of this April. And the Lord said me, tell her to go and get you a wearing handkerchief. I said, go get a wearing handkerchief. She went, bought it. I prayed over it. Having prayed over it, I said to her, post it to your mother. Tell them to place it on her head. The moment the handkerchief will touch her head, she will jump out of her wheelchair. So the woman wrote the letter and sent the letter and called the man who received the letter. Tell my mother, the moment this handkerchief jump on, on your head, you will walk. So, because he told the mother, the mother told all the witches who they live together in the same compound. Because, you know, they live in the village compound. Everybody have their own house like this. So, the witches came and they took the letter. The person who opened the letter did not experience power. It looks nothing. He took the handkerchief in his hand, but nothing happened. And the, the mother was saying, put it on my head. Put it on my head, I believe. Because she's a believer. The moment the handkerchief was placed on her head, it, she encountered something like electric shock. It went, the whole witches stood and said, we will see how that handkerchief will heal you. The moment they put the handkerchief on her head, like electric shock went through her body, she raised her hand, held the handkerchief, took up of their wheelchair, the witches fled, she ran after them. They all ran into the bush. They told us for many days they could not come back to the village because the woman was holding the handkerchief. They could not come back to the village. They would come, they would come from their bush and peep. She still there. They would come back to their bush. They would happen again. And they would happen again. Unto whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? But somebody will say to me that Yes, what about in England? I can give you several testimonies in England. Pastors are witnesses of this. In this church, people that God have healed. Everybody has been raised in this house. When we went to Cornwall at Lansdale, God healed the blind. Not just black people, but white as well. God, a man in Brentwood who was on wheelchair, jumped out of his wheelchair. We have seen the hand of God. We have seen a trickle. But now, it's coming like a flood. Listen to me, therefore. That is the reason for this meeting. But before I stop talking to you tonight, let me help you with something. What I want to teach you, if you look at the book of Acts chapter, chapter 8 as well, I just discovered that God wants to lay a foundation of the main teaching of faith and prayer. It's tomorrow I will teach you that. Look at what it says. In Acts chapter 8, because someone can say that where lies the apostle, verse 4. It says those who have been scattered preached the word wherever they went. Philip went down to the city of Samaria and proclaimed the Christ there. When the crowd heard Philip and saw the miraculous signs. I love that statement. When the crowd heard and saw. They heard and they 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 saw. People must see in London. People must see in America. They have had enough. The church must move from just people hearing you to manifestations of the sons of God. The Bible says, this is a member of the church, not a minister. He went to Samaria to proclaim Jesus to preach alone. When the crowd heard Philip and saw the miraculous signs he did, they all were paid close attention to what he said. Listen to me. 
people will pay attention to you when you manifest in power. I say that nation will pay attention to you when you manifest the power of God. Once we know this, then let's go for it. Let's go for it. Let's go for it. It says we shriek, evil spirit came out of many, and many paralytics and cripples were healed. Listen to me. Evil spirit came out of many, and many paralytics were healed. Why? Because somebody dared to seek God's power. Somebody dared to seek God's power. This man did not expect, but he found it. Let me say in closing to you. We are going to pray just briefly tonight because we have been, we have been, you know, operating the power of God since morning. But just one or two prayers I will leave you tonight. And then tomorrow, you begin to ask yourself, what is about these people that they could do all these things? Two things I found in them was total faith in God and they are people of prayer. Total faith in God and they are people of prayer. This man, Philip, was there in chapter 4 when they prayed and the building shook. He was there. What I'm going to be sharing with you tomorrow is we will go from this into looking at the ministry of healing. The ministry of healing. In the ministry of healing, we'll be looking at what, you know, the, the focus on one, how can you operate in healing, in the gift of healing? Then I will look also at the faith required from a receiver. If you are operating by faith for healing, the people who are hearing who wants to receive the healing must also have a dose of faith. Okay? You will see very clearly in this discussion tomorrow practical things that you need to do to operate in healing. I begin by telling you about healing as a promise for all believers. And I will also share with you how healing operates or is operated by faith. And any healing operated by faith. And how also faithlessness negates healing. If the people do not believe, you cannot do much for them. Even Jesus. We look at faith as the key to operate healing. And faith as the key to receiving healing. Then we will end up by looking at various scriptures. And we will conclude by talking about prayer is the key to receiving the gift of the Holy Spirit. So, if you have never operated in healing before, since you have been born again, I will tell you one thing that you lack. is faith. Isn't it? Come on now. Because sometimes you saw a, a, a person on the, on the wheelchair and you felt lay hands on him. 
And then somebody says, like, what about if he doesn't, he's not healed? It happened to you before with your hands on me. Uh-huh. Tomorrow we will break the chain. I will help you understand how you can operate the faith. So what I saw is this. When we unlock the, 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 the key to operate faith and healing, then all other gifts is easy. All other gifts is easy. Because that is the pedestal that, will, that you will use to enter into every other gift. Shall we stand up together? I want to thank God for the gift of healing. Because in the book of Mark 16, 17, it says, This signs shall follow all who believe. In my name they will cast out devils, they will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Lift up your voice and thank God for the gift of healing now. I mean, thank Him as if you mean it. Thank God as if you mean it. If I were you, I would say to God, I am not different from Philip. I thank you for the gift of healing. Father, now begin to tell God, use me like you use Philip. Use me, oh God, in this Samaria. Use me, Lord. Use every member of our churches. All over the world. Manifest the gift of faith and healing in us. Faith that knows no fear. Never doubt in faith. Tell the Lord, we ask you. The disciples prayed and said, grant us boldness to to preach your word. And do great signs and wonders in the name of your son. Tell the Lord, signs and wonders that is not in advertisement. Jesus. Jesus. Miracle that will advertise your name. Let it take place through me. Let it take place through me. Use me, Lord. 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 Father, <laughs> thank you. In Jesus' only name. Stop. The Lord just spoke to me. He said, tell them, why, why do some of them feel guilty of what they did before? He said, I've forgiven it. He said, why do they feel guilty? He said, I've forgiven it. When I tell you to pray, you are thinking that you need a particular righteousness, some of you, for God to be able to do it. Because of your past that you cannot, remember, you cannot forget, you think that you are excluded from what God is doing. Don't you understand? He says, their past, I remember no more. Okay? Now, I want to shut your past. Totally. And now look into now, for you are forgiven, and look into tomorrow, you are promised. And begin to tell God, use me, Lord Jesus, to change the face of history in this nation, in your power, in your power. Let me manifest your power. Let me manifest your power as you promise in Acts of the Lord of God. If you do receive power, after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you will bring the witnesses. Just move on here as you sit there. 
Just move your chair. Move. You move to the next one. Move to the next one. Move to the next one. That's your next one. Just your next one. Keep it. Let me say something to you before we close. Seek what I've told you like the breath of your noses. Because now is the hour. The Bible says that because you are the son of God, you have faith and confidence to approach him. Okay? When you go before the Lord, don't go with what you think you are, what you think you used to be. Just go like nothing, but go qualified. You are qualified by the blood of Jesus. All the mess that we do in our life, Satan is the one who did it. Just to discourage us, to destroy us, but thank God for the power of mercy, the healing through the blood of the Lamb. The one who met a prostitute and said, sin no more. And said, I have no accusation against you. That which you did, you did by the power of the devil. But now you have come to the Son of God. He says, I do not condemn you either. You must not live in condemnation. Alright? This power is for everyone who believes. 
So you leave this place tonight, you see me tomorrow, faith, power, faith, power, healing, faith and healing. That's what you want to pray for. Faith and healing, faith and healing, power of God, power of God, power of God. That's what you should feel the whole of your spirit with all night till tomorrow. When we meet tomorrow, you'll be amazed. What you seek, you find. God bless you and take your seats, please. Can I ask for Pastor um, Josiah to come and take the offering? Why, please come over too.